You'll often hear the saying, fail to prepare and prepare to fail. Now that saying rings true for the lead generation. You need to be prepared at every dial and every email to be able to talk to the person you want to speak to and sell your service or book that key appointment. In this episode, Hilary and I, with Krishna, sit down and talk about planning. Planning is key in this business and you need to make sure you listen to this episode. Let me know what you think and I'll see you next episode. I'll start with you, Hilary. Can you really begin to plan without knowing your objective first? Uh, I would say not, but um, you'll be amazed at how many people plan without knowing their objective. But dare I say it, I suspect most people don't even plan at all before (laughs) they start making calls. Um, So you shouldn't, but I think most people do. So that would be my first bit of advice. (laughs) Okay, Chris, would you say the same? Can you really begin to to plan without knowing what you're even looking for? Uh, Quite simply, I think I'd agree with Hillary, uh, really no, uh, just purely for the fact that, you know, there's there's many different types of calls. Um, For example, you know, you could be building rapport. Is it a relationship call? Uh, Are you, you you know, speaking to the same guy again and again? The relationship's been ongoing for a few months. Are you going in for the close this time? Are you just qualifying for information? So there's a lot of different types of calls. And if you don't know what you're aiming to get out of that call um you're going to flounder and people can can pick up on that and it's sort of very um it can come off very very badly if you don't know why uh you're looking to speak to someone (laughs) okay so how do you then prepare for a call mentally so in in your head how do you both make sure that you're in the best space to make a call well yeah that's a great question and it's a and it's so important because I think a lot of the success of cold calling or prospecting is your mental preparedness, if you like. Um, So psychologically, uh, you know, the battle is probably won or lost before you even pick up the phone. Um, I think I would say, and I'll see, I'd be interested in what Krishna thinks, but, you know, firstly, I think you've got to um, think of yourself as not just a cold caller or a telemarketer. Um, you are one business person looking to establish a relationship with another business person. Okay. Um, so it's really important that you, you know, project that and feel that um, when you make the call. Um, you also need to think about your objectives in the longer term. You know, Chris was saying about setting objectives for the call, which is absolutely right. You can have a long-term objective. Remember, it's a long game. So if this call doesn't go ideally or you fail in the first two or three calls, you know, don't give up. Yeah. If you realise that this is a long game, then it allows you to deal with short-term rejection because we're yeah. always going to get rejection. But it maybe doesn't matter in the long run. Um, it's how you respond to that and deal with it. Um, and then I'd say put yourself in your prospect shoes. You really have to understand where they're coming from. Um, and you know that will help you too in in dealing uh, mentally with you know preparing for the call. Um, Chris, any other things to add to that? Yeah, I think you've pretty much covered it. I think sort of a, a simple sort of rule of thumb. I'm sort of a big fan of sort of you know keeping these sort of one things in my mind. Uh, what I tend to sort of think of uh, with regards to sort of mental preparedness is sort of visualizing obstacles beforehand okay. uh, and almost sort of sort of casting your mind forward and trying to predict the future of what's going to happen so for example <laughs> you know you might you might um, have this difficult prospect that's giving you the same objections again and again telling you to call back in a few weeks or a few months and so you need to visualize that see what's going to ha- see what's going to happen and just try and find an intuitive way of 
of overcoming uh, that objection, be it a news article or whatever. I'm sure we're going to sort of cover that <laughs> later. Yeah. <on>. So, <laughs> could you give us an example then of how you've maybe prepared for a call mentally and? it's either gone exactly how you planned mm -hmm. or it's gone completely against how you planned? Yeah, so uh, there was a large um, construction engineering uh, prospect that I was that I was uh, approaching for a client and um, their, their main sort of objection was the, the size of their contracts, okay. a very large, unpredictable, sort of tailor-made contract. Um, it was about sort of you know three calls in. I'd had about sort of three calls, maybe a few emails with this um, with this prospect, and uh, you know I kind of visualised that objection, tried to sort of you know see where we align uh, with, with large contracts, where um, you know where my client had experience in that, and kept on kept on referencing that in the call. So you were focusing on a specific point that the prospect had mentioned to you previously and you said right I'm going to go in on this angle because this is what they're worried about most exactly and visualizing that that will come up and, okay. and how I'm going to address that which made me you know sort of a lot smoother when when that objection did come up I wasn't sort of floundering um and you know uh, <laughs> trying to come up with it I, I think also Krishna's that's a really good example and it throws up another thing which I think we need to be ready for in terms of being prepared and that is that you know Krishna mentioned that was probably the third call he'd had with that prospect yeah probably over many weeks you know yeah. that, that takes or even months it's a high value opportunity but it will have taken Krishna many many calls many unaffected or ineffective where he hasn't been able to speak to anyone meaningful and then maybe three meaningful conversations with a decision maker before he secures the opportunity or, or secures a, a sales meeting yeah. and that's what we need to be ready for I think if you think you're going to make a few calls and get some results, you really are heading for <laughs> disappointments. And, you know, if you get disappointment at that stage, you, you're just not going to feel like picking up the phone again. So I think, you know, you have <coughs> to be realistic about your expectations. Yeah. And, and equally, I would say my advice to people, team leaders or, you know, people that are direct managing directors, any, anyone that's looking at the performance of their telesales team or their prospecting team, you know, make sure you've given them re realistic targets and objectives and make yeah. sure you understand just what it takes to secure an opportunity. Uh, yeah. Because otherwise you're putting unnecessary pressure and expectation on people and that has a big negative impact on someone's mental ability to do this job, which is tough enough, you know, as it is. Yeah, so you covered then a little bit about being realistic with goal setting. How important is goal setting to you know, this line of work, is it is it good to be super realistic or is it better to aim high so then you've got something big to aim for? Krishna? Well, oh, or, sorry. Or no. either, yeah. <laughs> either one. <laughs> I was just going to say, I think you should we should always aim high, shouldn't we? Absolutely. We should always aim high, but Absolutely. I think you, it's got to be tempered with realism. You know, you, 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 it's, you've got to know how much it's going to take. It may take many, many attempts um, before you have success. Um, and also you've got to be realistic about your, the prospect you're calling. You know, they may or may not have a need right there and then. In fact, it'd be amazing if they did. You know, you, it's got to be serendipity and everything's got to come together for you to get an opportunity yeah. just like that. You're going to need patience, perseverance and realism. But that shouldn't stop you aiming high. Mm, definitely. Krishna, would you, would you say the same? Is it good for you that work you know, part of a sales team to have realistic expectations, but with a bigger picture in mind? Yeah, I think it comes back to, I would agree, I, I think it comes back to the uh, long and short term thing that we were discussing earlier on. Okay. So I think 
in my mind, it's good to have long-term optimism and just short-term realism. Okay. So, like, you know, like, um, knowing the long-term and have a long-term view, because, you know, for example, a meeting came through with a, uh, you know, really well-known motorsport client uh, for, one of my, for one of my clients. Really, really ridiculous, you know, sort of company, uh, you know. <laughs> um, like really, really, really well known and big, and um, and you know, in the long term, that that stuff can happen. So if you sort of g yourself up like that and say, well, in the long term, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, anything can happen. Be optimistic. It's good, uh, but in the short term, I think you need to be sort of realistic and just just you know try try and do everything right and and make the right steps. It's that balance between those two. Okay, so yeah. you've we've we've talked about planning mentally and and looking at, at goal setting. Is there anything you can have physically around you or the environment you need to be in that can prepare you for a call and put you in a better state to make a call? Uh, I, I think this is this is difficult for me a little bit because, um, you know, I always like to have a balance of uh, sort of simplicity and also but also being in the right mental state, preparing and visualizing the call. I think too much can take you out of the moment. So if you're, you know, really planning like, you know, long, um, uh, you know, a long set of questions or almost like a mini script for yourself, people will pick up on that. Yeah. You won't follow that. So that. If, if you're constantly looking down at a bit of paper, people can tell on the phone that you're, you're looking down. Yeah, you do not want to be doing that. That, that people can, I, it's, it's almost, I always, I always like to frame my activity as if I was in sort of some sort of, networking event or a dinner party or just a normal university party if i came up to people with like a script of what i wanted to say (laughs) they would they they would just think i'm really weird um so so, very good way of putting it yeah yeah so so you know i like to i I like to just uh, what i do and it sounds counterintuitive i visualize the call what what objections am i likely to get and then i just prepare maybe one or two maybe sometimes three powerful open questions that i really want to ask everything up to there should be in the moment and you listening to the it it feels hard at first but it pays dividends that that approach for me anyway so so that goes back to uh, a previous podcast we've done about questioning and that's being interested rather than being interesting listening listening is bouncing off what they say not what you want to say (laughs) okay you said it's it's good to have a couple questions planned out does it ever help to have sort of a flow chart of a of a call, almost like a structure of a call planned in front of you? I, I, I would point blank say no to that. <laughs> okay. yeah, 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 yeah. I, I think that's a really interesting yeah. question because I think both Chris and I are similar personality types. Yeah. So yeah. we like we, it's in our head. We've done a lot of mental preparation. We've thought it through. We've anticipated things. We've probably made a few notes. Yeah. But we like to be, um, you know, to be able to flex and be nimble around that in a call. But I know some people may feel you know, much more comfortable and confident if they have written out a flowchart. Yeah, yeah. And if that's what works for you, I think it's be- that's at least that's preparation. It goes and, into the colour insights, doesn't it? Absolutely. So your personality type is to that detail is important, you know, that you feel more comfortable if you've planned it all out in advance and thought about it, then why not? And, and funnily enough, I mean, sometimes I will write everything down first that's just my way to prepare. But actually, when I get on the phone, I don't look at it. Yeah. You know, it, it, but, but the fact that mm. I've done it and it's yeah. in the back of my mind gives me that inner confidence, maybe. It or means you're just, prepared even if you don't yes, use it. Yes, it just helps solidify it in my mind before I start. But I don't actually use it because I agree with Krish. You know, you end up sounding too stilted. Yeah. Um, but, you know, however you like to prepare, the main thing is 
prepare. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, and, you know, don't leave it to chance. Um, I would say, though, it's amazing how many people I speak to, salespeople, who say, oh, I got a lead in, so I just picked up the phone and I rang them. And, you know, I say, what happened? Well, they weren't really interested, so you know, it didn't really go anywhere. So when planning, obviously you can't just plan for the good. You need to be prepared to tackle those harder objections. Chris, I'm going to aim this at you. How do you go about preparing to get around someone just flat out saying no? Yeah, well, it's, it's inevitable. If, if, if you're doing your job um, um, and if you're sort of approaching a lot of new people, uh, a lot of people are going are, are gonna to be having objections or saying no um, to, to your proposition. Um, mainly what, what, what I do is um, acknowledge what they're saying. So, you know, um, just mention that, you know, it's, it's a valid concern because, uh, you know, it most likely is, it's, you, you know, usually is a problem in, yeah. in their given industry or, or at least a perceived problem. Empathize with them, secondly. So just say, you know, um, you know, I completely understand, you know, that's a valid point of view. Um, for example, if they're saying, just take it, plucking an example out of the air, if they're saying you're, you're too big a company yeah. for us to work with, for example, that's, that's a common one with, uh, with many industries. Which is so quite an interesting objection, isn't it? Being told you're too big. Because yeah. you'd, you'd think people would find safety in numbers almost. Yeah, yeah, you, you would. But it's important then to empathise and just go, look, you know, I completely understand. It's, it's almost like the counter-sell moment okay. where you're going, look, it's completely valid. You know, we are, we are big and, you know, that, you know, that, that can definitely... Um, you know, there's no getting away from that. Um, but then, then you then lead on to that and bounce off that em- empathy yeah. with then addressing their concerns and just say, well, we do have sort of very automated processes. We are, you know, we do have, uh, you know, uh, departments of our business or segments of our business which operate very individually, yeah. um, you know, uh, and operate almost as a small business unit and a very responsive one. And then you bounce off that um, and then eventually lead into another open question. So, as a just just spitballing here but a good open question to bounce off of that would be you know so what um what would be the internal sort of thought process towards sort of that that particular model um and then you've sort of bounced off your empathy you've bounced off uh their query and led them on to another open open question i I call it i like to call it sort of sort of going into customer service mode and, <laughs> yeah. you know, just, um, yeah, trying to be as... Would you agree with that, Hilly? Hilly? Hillary? <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, I think in terms of handling an objection, that's, that's the yeah. way to go is to, you know, qualify the objection, um, clarify it, acknowledge it, and then, um, you know, sort of gently come back with, you know, how we would um, respond to that or, or what our solution is um, to that yeah. objection. Um I think just on, on the, you know, back on the preparing generally, the other thing I would say is that uh, when you're thinking about, you know, what you want to get out of a project or a campaign, this is really important in terms of setting your objectives and planning to achieve it. So, you know, sometimes we work with businesses who will say, you know, on, in, on the face of it, we just want as many sales appointments as possible. You know, but actually when you drill into that, they want really good quality sales opportunities with senior people who are looking to, you know, develop a long-term relationship with them. Yeah. Um, those two things are quite different. So I think when you're thinking about your objectives and planning, if somebody just wants as many sales appoints, appointments as possible, then we would, as prospectors, we would behave differently to if somebody wants quality opportunities with yeah. senior people at the right time. So when you are preparing, because we will work backwards from what the objective is. Mm-hmm. So think really carefully about what really is the objective. 
Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to set off your team or your prospectors down one avenue, which may not be, which may generate the results ultimately you don't really want. So you've got to think about the consequences of the brief and the objective that you give someone. Um, and, and it's you know really important that as a prospector, we understand the bigger picture. What yeah. are we trying to achieve for ourselves or for our client? Um, not just the short-term goals. Because you know, I could go out and get 10 appointments and think, wow, I am a star. So they might be 10 terrible appointments. But yeah, or they might, you know, they may turn out not to be quite what the client wanted. Yeah. So, so, so it's so important to really understand the true objectives of a, of a campaign or a project before you start. Okay, so then to, f- to finish off and to round this, this podcast up, if you wanted to create a quick checklist for a call, not a script, but some key things to keep in mind for when you're calling to make sure that every call you're making is as profitable and as effective as it can be, what would you both say were, let's say, three things that you need to keep in mind? Um, well, the first one I would say is you've got to have a sense of purpose. Yep. Um, and I always say to people, try and take the five-minute test. So can you articulate your proposition um, in you know, quickly in five minutes in like yeah. an elevator pitch. You know, do you know why you're making the call, what you're trying to achieve and what you're trying to get across? Mm-hmm. It can, so before you pick up the phone, can you just tell me those things? Yeah. If you can't, then don't make the call. Okay. Um, that's my first tip. Chris? Yeah, so I'd, I'd, I'd agree. I, th- I think assuming if all your proposition knowledge is high, which it should be, and you know your your product or service really well, um, I would I would... As usual with 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 me, um, I, you know, I, w- I would adhere to sort of keeping it simple and just you know visualizing the call, uh, okay. as I said before, um, preparing uh, you know preparing yourself mentally for for the inevitable objections that you know. Look, often we can sort of trick ourselves, can't we? We we sort of fool ourselves into thinking this call is going to be easy, or you know I can do this without sort of accepting. Um, uh, being realistic, as we said, you know, having that realism and saying this guy could come up with these three really tough objections. So visualizing those, how are you going to overcome them? And then on from that, I would just have maybe two or three powerful open questions that you wanted to that you wanted to ask, because um, they can just save your life. You know, this uh, the the um, the decision maker can just off the bat of one question. I've had people turn a corner. So, oh wow! Yeah. Okay, here if you're second, then yeah, be in the present. Okay, so. Um, so many, especially if you're doing lots of calls. So yeah. if you are, if this is your job, that you are you're doing lead generation full time, you will be making maybe 60 or 70 calls a day. Um, you can easily get into sort of automatic pilot mode where you just really drift it from one call to the next without focusing on anything. So absolutely think about nothing else but the next call you're going to make, the person you're going to speak to, as Chris says, visualize them. Even visualize who are they? What are they likely to be doing? Are okay. they on the shop floor? Are they in an office? Are they, you know, you need to get into their mindset. Focus on the here and now. Don't look beyond the next call. Give what you're doing right now your full attention. Nothing else is important right now. This is all you're doing. They will pick up on that. Yeah. The fact that you they are at the center of your focus they will know that and you will that extra 10 percent of focus you're giving it will make the difference definitely would you say the same krishna for your second point yeah exactly i think that's that's pretty much exactly it just visualizing and um and being being as prepared as possible putting your i think that really boils down to empathy putting yourself 
in your prospect's shoes and they will be able to tell if you've done that adequately. Okay, and finally for the, the third point to, to wrap it up. Well, I think in terms of planning and preparation, I would just say going back a step or two, you've got to rehearse and practice. Okay. This may sound silly, but if you're making it, it could be a really important call, don't let the first time you you speak those words be the time you're on the phone with the prospect. Yeah. Practice it in advance. If it's a new project for you or a new campaign, take aside your colleagues and role play it between you. Yeah. You know, rehearsing, practicing, no one else goes out, no actor goes out on stage or politician <laughs> stands up in parliament, you know, without thinking about what they're going to say, yeah, practicing it, bouncing it off other people, rehearsing. Yeah. This is our job. It's all we do. So we need to practice, practice, practice. It gives you a chance to get someone else's opinion on it as well, so because you may think it's the best, you know, yeah, couple of questions quite. in the world, but you <laughs> ask someone else and they say, what the, yeah. what are you asking that for, you know? But so also, you know, when you speak something, like if you're practicing a speech or something, yeah. you know, when the first time you actually say it out loud, you think, oh, no, that doesn't work, actually. Yeah. It looked fine in writing, but yeah. it doesn't work when I say it. So it's the same thing. You know, we should practice this. This is our job. We should be as good as we can be at it. So practice yeah okay Krishna your your third and final point then uh yeah I, I would just say um I, I would literally just reflect what Hillary said a lot of this is just practice and it's just knowing your proposition inside and out um being prepared for all eventualities and you know just really um making sure that you know your your um uh, your prospect well and can empathise with him. So yeah, okay. the more the more you coach, uh, you know, the more you train uh, and get some adequate coaching, um, the more you, with every call you get better. Uh, it, it sounds cheesy, but I think I think it's it's pretty true to be fair. Perfect. Well, thank you very much, both. Thank of you. you. Well, thanks for listening. If you want to take a further look at how we tackle total sales, then just head over to our website. It's broadly-speaking.com. We're also on Twitter at broadly. Just search Broadly Speaking on Facebook and LinkedIn to find us there as well. Our podcasts can be found on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, to be honest, wherever you really get your podcasts. And you can also download our podcasts early and listen to them offline. Just visit our website.